Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome everybody to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We are kind of like a book club. Each month we choose a video game and gather some friends to talk about it. So just like last week, I am joined again by the fabulous Shastra Deer. Welcome back Shastra, thanks for coming back into the studio. Thank you for having me. We didn't scare you off last week? Nah, I had a fun time. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> so last week we spoke about the setting and world building of Final Fantasy XV. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, head on back and listen to that one. So today we're going to be talking about the plot. Yes. And so I think we'll just dive straight into it because this, this episode usually takes a while. Mm-hmm. But Shastra is going to give us a quick rundown of the entire plot, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake and said I would do this by memory and now I'm kind of like, oh dear. Okay, let's go. So to start off with many years ago... A lot of things happened with the gods. It was bad. Anyway, what they decided, I should also give you a small caveat in that I'm going to talk mostly about what happened in the actual game, not the DLCs, because I think we can cover that later. We will. And also, uh, episode Arden (laughs) just, I think, maybe has come out already. I haven't played it, so, like, please, please know that I don't know what happened with that, and I'm sorry. Anyway, so... (laughs) In the past, the gods ended up, I guess, deciding on two lines, two family lines, to carry on the magic in the world. So one was Noctis's, who's the main character of Final Fantasy XV, and that was the line of Lucius. And then you have the oracles who live at Tenebrae, and they're kind of healers, mystics as well. So from there, now we're kind of in the present, things are happening. And there is a war between two nations, the nation of Lucius and the empire Niflheim. Uh, The war is very costly for the nation of Lucius. So when the empire offers a peace treaty, Lucius kind of wants to hear it. Do we we know why this war is happening? Is it just because war? It's just because war. It's, well, the emperor of Niflheim is really, really obsessed with Lucius's crystal. He wants to kind of regain, if you listen to the last episode, we talked a little bit about Solheim, this old nation from the time of the Astrals. Um, he wants to kind of elevate the empire back right. to that sort of sort of level. And he, he wants the crystal. He wants a beautiful city. He's, he's very obsessed with that. But he is being manipulated behind the scenes by a man with a very, very long grudge against the royal family. <laughs> Um, so you, yes, so there's a a peace treaty offered. The terms of this peace treaty are Lucius giving up pretty much all of its lands except for the crown city and for Noctis to marry the current oracle, Ms. Luna Freya of Tenebrae. Uh, pretty much all, like, everything that's not Lucius, so the other countries, 
Niflheim, Tenebrae. Tenebrae is kind of allowed to do its thing just because if the Empire acted against the Oracle in any way, they would be <laughs> they would be vilified by everyone. Um, and there's Akoro, which is another nation who's just kind of doing its thing and living very peacefully. But, you know, you have the, the Empire, then you have this monarchy in Lucius, and then this kind of, I think, democratic government in Okoro. I think, I assume. Um, So, cool, peace treaty. Everyone says, cool, okay, we'll sign the peace treaty. Noctis and his friends leave to head to the wedding. (laughs) They're going to. It's all happening very quickly, but they're on the way. They get stopped because they can't catch a ferry to Altitia, which is where Noctis is going to get married. And they're just chilling, hanging out. The next morning, they hear that the... Peace treaty signing ceremony has completely erupted in awfulness. Their home city has been destroyed. Noctis doesn't believe it. He and the boys run back and see their city from across the bridge. Smouldering and flaming and it looks like everyone is dead. Noctis is reported dead. Luna Freya is reported dead. Everyone is dead. It's horrible. It, it's quite a powerful moment when you, yeah. when you climb up that hill and see the city. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you can apparently do this at night. Like, I don't know how you can let enough time pass that you can, like, go and see yeah. the city and it's, like, destroyed at night time. And that's – it looked really dramatic yeah. when I saw someone do it on video, but I've never managed to do it myself. Um, so it's just – it's all very ghastly and awful. Yeah. So from then on, it's – this is where things get a little convoluted because you can kind of get lost in the plot here because the game is very open to you kind of – wandering places and doing things yeah. and I think after this point is kind of the main point you'll hear a lot of people saying what is actually the plot of this game so I thought really hard about it and at this point the things you need to do as the <laughs> current ruler of insomnia <laughs> is regain the power of your ancestors so um, we were talking about the the weapons we from were. Noctis's family line that drain his health so <laughs> ironically those <laughs> are the weapons that you need to fight this war apparently Real useful yep. thanks ancestors they up your stats that's that's the they main do. thing they do up your stats very very well so you need to kind of collect all these weapons um you need to Okay, this is the fun part. So it turns out Luna Freya, instead of heading to the place where she was supposed to marry you, she decided to head to the Crown City, which you can find out more about by watching Kingsglaive the movie, and they don't really talk about it in the game. Anyway, Luna Freya is using her oracle powers to go and awaken the old gods, the astrals that are kind of around the continent hanging out. And Why is that? Is that just they are powerful and might help? Yeah, more or less. They're powerful and they may help. Yeah. And that's the that's the thing, they may help. Yeah, because yeah. you end up fighting a lot of them. Yeah, it's uh, some of them are very chill and just kind of want you want to test your ability to go touch things. <laughs> and like, <laughs> okay, so the first guy, Titan, oh, he's a bit of an angry dude. <laughs> what a dude. <laughs> what, what a, a dude. What a man, <laughs> Titan. <laughs> But he's like, that's definitely a, a battle of proving yourself. And then the second astral is just kind of like, oh, yeah, if you just go touch this beacon and this beacon and this one, you can have my power. It's all good. <laughs> and then it kind of, you know, varies from then on as to if they'll give you their blessings. So they kind of have a test for you each time. So, yeah, so basically you're gaining power here. And there's also all these imperial bases cropping up 
around the you know countryside and you got to go destroy those as well so that's kind of what you should be doing yep. at this yeah. point in You're the kind game. of guerrilla warfare sort yeah, of thing yeah pretty much yeah and uh, like this is one of the nice things <coughs> we were talking about how politics doesn't really come up enough in this game but you know if you destroy an imperial base people will generally be pretty happy about that and kind of chat about that a bit so yeah. that's that's nice um what a lot of people do at this point in the game is go fish a lot and <laughs> go fetch some frogs and <laughs> go fetch some other things you need to fetch and kill a lot of monsters and i think that's why you kind of get lost at this yeah, point yeah i lot spent of a lot of and it, it's sort of the first moment when really the map kind of opens up to you and yes. you can kind of go around and do whatever you want mm-hmm. and yeah i definitely spend a lot of time camping yes a lot of time cooking a lot of time trying to get a chocobo yeah because yeah. it's fun to kind of see the bros hanging out and how they interact with each yeah. other and it just yeah. comes at a really weird point in the story yes because it's like oh now here's this urgency mm-hmm. except not because now is the time to go and yes. hang out with your bros so i was hanging around a lot at this time and finally someone after i was fetching a chocobo which is something you can do uh gladio was finally like to me hey my sister is in listalem let's go to listalem and i was like okay gladio whatever and <laughs> proceeded to not go to listalem for another <laughs> 20 hours <laughs> but that's and that I was really excited when that happened because so often you'll just be wandering around when an important thing needs to happen yeah. and no one will call you out for it. So I was really like, oh, cool, this game is going to call me out on my shit and I'm not going to listen at all. And I was really, really stoked, but then it doesn't happen <laughs> like ever again. Right. No one ever tells you to go anywhere or do anything. Because yeah, that, that is like it's such an issue in so many games where it's like the main quest is this like pressing, urgent, world-shattering event and then you can just spend your time crafting yep. and doing side quests yep. and yeah just having a fun time yeah and yeah it's not ideal so <laughs> if <laughs> if you're going to be playing this game for the first time after listening to this i would thoroughly recommend you kind of limit your time doing that yeah. just play through the main storyline because yep. then it all opens up at the end and it's really fun so yep. and if you spend too much time doing other stuff i found the main story was really easy because I had yeah. leveled up so much elsewhere. My um, last playthrough, I actually did a level one pay- playthrough, which I never felt skilled enough to do with another game. And it's quite easy to do with this one. Like it's very, yeah. you know, it's a thing you can do. Yep. So that's my recommendation to you. Mm. If you listen to Gladio, <laughs> you finally get to go to Listalem, which is like the only other proper town in Lucius apart from Golden Key, which is the first town you probably went to. Um, and at this point, I guess the Empire has kind of infiltrated the city to quite a heavy degree. Bad stuff happens. Uh, one of the um, attendants <laughs> to the royal family gets killed. It's all very sad and awful. <laughs> Just a lot of trauma on top of even more trauma. It's, it's a really fun time. Um, I think, so once you reach... Uh, Lestalem, it's after this point that you end up fighting Titan. I think Noctis starts having... No, sorry, let me backtrack. So after you reach Lestalem, you've already got one of those royal weapons that you were meant to collect. Uh, You go to collect a second one. And then after that point, Noctis starts having these weird headaches, which is where, you know, now the game is telling you, oh, okay, it's time to go fight this big, scary. (laughs) What a man. So big, so scary. So big, so scary. Exactly what I like in my men, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so that's kind of the point you have to go to then. And 
from there, you kind of find out, oh, okay, Luna, Luna Frey is alive and she's helping me out and you end up getting another astral and then the game's kind of telling you, okay, so we got to go, what do we have to do next? We have to go to Altitia to meet Luna Freya. Um, and this is where, this is kind of the next point because that's where the next astral is. So the game is kind of, again, letting you, I think at this point the entire map is unlocked and you can go wherever yeah. you want, which is super dangerous yeah. <laughs> again. I mean, I spent hours just in the city, just mm-hmm. walking around and finding all of these tiny little nooks and crannies and getting lost a lot in the city yeah uh Lestalo is really nice for that it's um I think each of the cities in this game is meant to be based on kind of a real area and I think Lestalo is meant to be like Moroccan or ambiguously oh, yeah. Mediterranean <laughs> and it's it's just really lovely and it's nice kind of just to hang out with people again yeah like I think yeah. that's that's the thing it gets a bit lonely in this game when you're just driving around and going to the gas station and that's yeah. kind of the only place to hang out. So it was nice to go to another real town. Um, so then from Noctis has to obviously collect things to fix the boat so that he can go to Altitia, which is in a quarter that this little bits of island, which is they're kind of between both continents, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that happens and then you should collect stuff, do things. There's a really nice dramatic scene where Sid, the mechanic, tells you that the those boys are your brothers and it's all very like emotionally heartfelt, et cetera, Aww. et cetera. You kind of say and this is the point where a lot of people still mess around because you can't come back really to insomnia to Lucius rather at this point. Like yep. it's 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 kind of all locked off. So once you head on that boat, you're just That's on it. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so you head to Altitia and Luna Frey is around. She gives a very rousing, nice speech and Noctis hears her. They make eye contact. It's really lovely. And Luna Freya summons the next astral. <laughs> Everything goes to shit. It's all really bad. She's very angry. She was sleeping. She did not want to be woken up. I mean, humans, I identify. Yeah, she's uh, humans are gross little bugs, and she just wanted to keep having a nap, and it all goes really, really, really badly. <laughs> so at this point, your main enemy, who's kind of been in and out of the game, is part of the Empire. His name's Arden. He's been floating around for most of the game. He kind of pulls his first active awful move against you at this point you kind of don't know if he's friend or foe but you do know because it plays really ominous music every time he's on screen and he just he has the villain outfit there's just this ridiculous like dramatic irony where where knocked and the boys are like oh who's this we let's go on a drive with him yeah and ignis who's meant to be like the political genius is like oh the imperial chancellor oh i've never seen him before even though we have like mobiles presumably with internet <laughs> like it's just it's incredibly stupid anyway so um Arden stabs Luna Freya and she still Noctis is obviously getting knocked around uh throughout this entire fight she helps him with her super oracle powers and he gains some magic oracle strength she uh, basically what she does is unlocks all the like the the royal weapons that you've been gathering, she unlocks the power 
of each of them of the tombs. So it kind of revives the the power that should have died, I guess, with Regis that Noctis never really unlocked because he didn't have the strength. She kind of brings that back. So he's able to fight real good. And it's all, <laughs> it's all super. It's a really fun boss fight, but it's also one of those boss fights where you just press circle a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, which is one of the not great things about it. But it's still really fun. Like, it's really, yeah. it looks great. It's really fun to do. Um, so at this point, everything gets really miserable. Um, like, your kind of friend, but not really friend, but definitely enemy, Arden, has revealed himself to be an enemy, even though we, the player, knew he was an enemy all along. Uh, your friend Ignis, he's been blinded <laughs> in Altitia, which is incredibly miserable. And the rest of the game, compared to the really fun kind of open world time we were having before, is just you're literally on this train and it is a literal, like, one path. You can't really <laughs> go anywhere else. So you have to collect another royal arm. You keep going on the train. Things are getting bad. It's We haven't really talked about the demons that come out at nighttime, yeah. but night is slowly encroaching on the world. I mentioned in the last episode that there is a prophecy, and that prophecy is that night will envelop the world and we won't see the dawn again until the true king reveals himself. Guess oh, who the true king is? I was about to is? say, I wonder who the true mm, king is. I wonder is. who it is. <laughs> Could it be the prince? Could it? It is. <laughs> it yeah, is, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, and yes, everything's kind of very miserable at this point. Um, you, yep, get the royal arm. You head to Tenebrae, which has been completely burnt horribly, like the entire, the line has ended with Luna Freya and her brother, Ravis, I find it really interesting that I could talk about this entire plot without mentioning Ravis at all, even though Ravis is meant to be, like, a vaguely important character, but I just see he didn't even register in my brain. Like, it's so easy to condense this plot, forgetting all these characters who are meant to be a big deal. And it takes (laughs) a long time to get through the plot. Like, it's very convoluted. And, And like you say, there's those certain points where... You forget what you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. You what, like, yeah. Like, what's like the plot? I didn't mention Arden until midway through because I forgot that I even met him before. Yeah. And he he does help out. He helps you get to Titan. Yeah, he, he, he does. helps out quite a lot. He's a fun dude. Like he's until he evil but fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Um. So where was I? I don't know. Sorry, I interrupted. No, you. it's fine. Oh, Tanneride Ravis. I was talking about oh, Ravis, Ravis and how yeah. he's completely irrelevant. <laughs> Poor Ravis. He was trying his best. Luna Freya's brother. He's he's dead, and everything is awful. Uh, night demons everywhere. Awful things kind of happening. You keep going. Finally, get to the corpse of one of the astrals, but it turns out she had another form who was just around chilling. You've met her before, in fact. Anyway, she like lets you. <laughs> You don't have to fight or anything. It's all good. So you got all your astrals. <laughs> For a nice change. Yeah, it's nice. You don't have all your astrals. There's one, but you can't use him in other battles. So, um, And then you head into the Empire. And this is you get separated from your friends at this point. Mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned all the points where like other characters kind of disappear. But at this point, Prompto's been kind of absconded. You know, the Empire's kidnapped him a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> and, and Noct is separated from Ignis and Gladio. And this is just the most miserable portion of the game. Because uh, you're by yourself. You don't have any weapons. Arden has disabled your weaponry, so you can't use it. This is obviously hinting to the fact that Arden is very powerful and very able to do lots of dangerous things. You only have 
your ring. So this ring that we mentioned, one of the magical artifacts that was gifted to your family. When you first... They introduced a patch in this game later on that made the ring super powerful. If you played it, like, I don't know, in 2016, 2017, this was an entirely miserable section because the <laughs> ring is so weak. Oh. And it was actually really not fun, but it was right. It was the way it was meant to be right. at that point. I'm kind of yeah, mad yeah, yeah. that they – not that they introduced the patch because it's really cool to, like, use the overpowered ring <laughs> in other contexts, but I wish they'd kept it. Yeah. Like, not strong yeah. at that point. Because you're just, yeah, you're by yourself. You're trying to get through this really miserable military, awful base and just kind of wandering around killing all these demons, which are probably townspeople that have been transformed. And it's a really... It's awful. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a really miserable section of... There are jump scares, like there are Magitek soldiers who kind of look like they're dead but will grab your ankle yeah. as you walk like past. it turns into a horror game yeah. yeah and i really i didn't like it but it was what it was meant to be yeah. at that point like yeah. it was it yeah. was like you, you didn't like it but you were supposed to not like yeah. it. yeah yeah and i feel like so many people complained that you know the developers just kind of said okay we'll make it yeah. easier and i like <laughs> weak weak <laughs> gamer boys Get and good. girls and non-binary people <laughs> like just weak yeah. <laughs> um so you finally managed to confront Arden and he's being a douche he finally reveals that he was actually meant to be like the founder king apparently who got the crystal and all these other things etc cetera, etc cetera. he was the one he's your really 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 old grandpa like very 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 far still removed. kicking yeah still kicking still looking good <laughs> still being evil he's having a fun time he um and he's been more or less corrupted by this this thing that's making all these demons that's making nightfall uh, it's called the star scourge oh, there are so many things i was going to say there's just so many there's so many like things. interweaving yeah yeah and you know like noctis knows that he's the true king. He's known for a really long time, like since he was a kid. Mm. Everyone, people kind of know that he's the true king. It's kind of talked about. Yeah. Noctis doesn't know what that actually means. Um, and it doesn't really, you know, it's not super relevant. Like the true king thing isn't really a thing that's relevant until this point where you yeah. are and like beforehand it's more like, how are you going to help your kingdom and your people? And like this element of being the true king is kind of until this point, it's not really. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was just like a useless prophecy. It wasn't helping him in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so Arden, he's here. He's being mean. <laughs> and what Arden wants most of all is to destroy the line of Lucius. And so he makes Noctis, he reunites Noctis with the crystal that the Empire has stolen. And Noctis gets absorbed by it. And yeah, good. Yeah, and then like there's a 10 year time skip, <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly Noctis is 30 and has all the power he needs. And he has this big long conversation with the last astral who's meant to be the big cool guy. And the big cool guy more or less says, Hey, bud, you're the true king, gotta do the true king thing now. And Noctis is like, Huh? And he's like, Yeah, you gotta die. <laughs> that's, that's what the true king's gotta do. <laughs> it's kind of got this whole, um, like a very archetypical um, fantasy yes. storyline of this like exponential power growth for mm -hmm. this for this young male hero. 
And a lot of people talk about, because he gains all this power, obviously, by being in the crystal and entering a period of reflection, I think it's referred to in the game. Um, And a lot of fans kind of theorise that this astral Bahamut doesn't, want Noctis to live past this point because he'll be more powerful than the Astrals, which (laughs) makes a lot of sense to me, but the game never really confirms that. I think, uh, like, Noctis accepts this. He accepts because Bahamut says um, something like, many have sacrificed all for the king and so the king must sacrifice everything. Sacrifice all for them. And that that ties into that that archetype as well. It's that exponential power growth, but then you have to sacrifice yourself yes. as the noble thing to do. Definitely. And I think Noctis is not happy, but he's seen so many people die and suffer for him. Mm. I think like Luna Freya's died for him. Ignis has died for him in his childhood. You know, that his mother, I think, died in childbirth. There are no mums in Final Fantasy XV. No. I don't know. I mean, there's not many women at all, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's and that's okay. Like I think it's okay to have a game centered around men and the relationships between men because I think that's what this game does yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's so he's seen Noctis has seen a lot of people give all for him, and I think he's just exhausted and kind <laughs> of ready to to give back for that. Like yeah. I think he. He feels a lot of... He must feel a lot of guilt. Mm. Especially and having had 10 years to reflect upon yeah, everything that all happened. all the people that have died and how the world is being plunged into eternal darkness because yep. the oracle is gone and can no longer kind of set that back. And see, there are so many elements to this thing. I think you might need to read the wiki to get a full yeah. thing because there are just so many little things along the way but anyway so it, the story certainly doesn't hold your hand it certainly yeah, doesn't yeah like it's and it's good like i like yeah, it yeah. you know but it's it's just a lot when mm. you're trying to it is <laughs> give a plot rundown which <laughs> i probably haven't done really well and someone's i don't know gonna at me on twitter and be like you forgot this really important thing that <laughs> happened and i'm sorry i'm really sorry i'm trying to do this from memory um so noctis comes out of the crystal 10 years later and this is always really heartbreaking to me. He kind of reunites with his friends. He finds out that his friends haven't really kept in touch. Like it's, you know, everyone's kind of drifted apart without yeah. them there. And I don't know, I think about that a lot. Like that 10 years from 20 to 30 mm. is such a formative yep. period yeah. of forming identity. And, you know, it's just really... And that's what happens, I think, with with a lot of young people is when they're 20, they've got this whole friend circle, these very close friendships. And then by the time you're 30, you've drifted. You've yeah. 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 And they've been living in this apocalypse, like waiting for him to come home. And, he, and he's just been chilling in the crystal. Been having a fun, he hasn't been having a fun time. No. But he has been chilling, definitely. Um, and I mean, he would be a bit insane, wouldn't he? Like 10 years. He's very calm. Yeah. I guess he's had this astral guy to talk to. I guess, he wants yeah. To talk, but the astral guy's a bit of a dick. Like, <laughs> it's really like solitary confinement yeah, for 10 years. It's really, yeah. And when he comes to, he's in this little kind of prison mm. spot on this island and it's, it's all his. There are dogs in this game. Oh, there are two dogs oh, in this dogs. game. I can't I believe we haven't them. mentioned the dogs. But oh. anyway, yeah, the dog meets you at the start, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, that's plus 
Yes. I love those dogs. I, I got so excited the first time one of them came out. Yeah. My boy, Umbra. <laughs> I love him. He's so good cute. Um, anyway, the dogs aren't. They're, they're kind of relevant to the plot, but no, <laughs> I'm so we, sorry. We will spend half of the episode next week when we're talking about characters. We'll yeah. spend half of it yes, talking about the dogs. Yes, we'll talk about the dogs. Okay, yeah. good. Oh, very good boys. Um, and, yeah, so you kind of have to head to the final battle at this point, and there's not really, I don't know, there's not much fanfare, and it's kind of yeah. bleak, and, and they changed this. So in the Royal Edition, which has come out for when the when they ported this game to Windows. Um, there's it's kind of there's more stuff you can do in end end times. Sure. But as the game as it was, it's done without much fanfare. But anyway, so Noctis returns to you get to kind of go through the Crown City, which is cool. Yeah. Um, fight a few fights and then you meet Arden and he's been his usual mean self (laughs) (laughs) and he kind of i don't know it's i guess if you play episode arden you'll find out if he's justified or not i'm not sure if he's justified Uh, or not we'll see yeah his whole thing is that his his crown was taken from him etc it's uh, that's the main thing every time isn't Mm. it and he wants it's a very it's a very masculine kind of storyline a very it is yes um, motivation definitely yes um so he so Noctis and Arden fight, obviously. Um, which is a really easy battle if you <laughs> have spent eighty hours yeah. messing around in Lucius. And Arden kind of disappears from this world and says he'll more or less see you on the other side <laughs> as spirits, etc. Yes. And at this point Noctis kind of has this big whole this big ceremonial thing where he finally sits on his throne. Aww. Oh, it's a nice that's nice. And then the all the royal weapons you've collected so far, they're kings kind of. And there are queens as well. They're just kind of all referred to as kings. Um, kind of materialise in their cool, yeah. you know, weird super-powered forms. And, uh, and that, that's dependent on which weapons you've collected? Nah, no, they'll all oh, pop up. Okay. Yeah, they'll all, they'll all be there. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, fine. I... That's an interesting question. Maybe mm. I imagine that it's not dependent. No. Because simply because the cutscenes in this game are like they're, they're, they're not pre-rendered. Yeah. 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 So um and then each of them like stab Noctis so he absorbs the power and <laughs> Cheers, guys. Oh, it's it's a really I don't know, you could just watch that scene because Noct's father, who hasn't transformed into his cool super powered armored self, he's just Noct's father yeah. is standing beside the throne, not watching, like with his face turned away, as his son is more or less <laughs> getting brutalized, and it falls to then his father to, you know, stab him and yeah. complete his transformation. And that ties so well into what we were talking about last week. With the the magic hurts him. He's, yes, he's yeah. injured by it's this. All pain, all th- of it is pain. And yeah. then we have that the ultimate expression of that at the end. Yeah. And it's oh, it's a really, it's just a really heartbreaking scene because Noct is obviously exhausted, so he's slumped over in this throne. He hands his father his sword, and his dad transforms. And Noct tries to kind of look up at him right as the yep. sword kind of punctures right into his heart. Oh, it's horrible! I could cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cry every it's, time. Yeah, it's just. When when this game gets it right, it kind of it gets yeah. it right, yeah. yeah. 
So that happens and Noctis then kind of heads to the, the spirit world, I guess, and meets Arden there. Luna Frey yep. is there. His bros are there. His, this is the weird thing. A lot of people are like, oh, if his bros are there, did the bros die? And like, it's not really confirmed sure. as to whether they died or not. But I think... I don't know. Anyway, everyone's there. It's a big party. Uh, <laughs> they're all kind of waiting to... And Arden is kind of... Now that, you know, he wanted to destroy the line, but he's... Arden is tired. He's been around since <laughs> this all started and since Noctis kind of bested him. He's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind okay. of ha- happy to not have to do it anymore. Yeah, like he's ready for the fight. And Luna Freya kind of grasps him and with her oracle powers, like cleanses him a bit and he's like what the fuck and anyway he <laughs> dies everyone i don't know noctis dies it's all luna freya is dead and i think the game <laughs> i think i think the game closes on yeah that image of luna freya and noctis um if you've seen the the cover art for this game oh, it's yeah. luna kind of like i don't know chilling yeah <laughs> and and then the like so she's chilling and then noctis is next to her and then you have the nice Beautiful art render where they do that as well. And it's, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where things end. And you see Umbra, one of the little dogs, and the sun rises again. And Nocta's brought back the dawn. And it's good but you also that's that's where things end yeah so you it's don't like it's like very bittersweet yeah very, it's yeah. like okay everything's kind of ruined after 10 years of <laughs> living in the dark i don't know i think about a lot of that like what happened after that mm. surely there were children born who've never seen the sun yeah. like it's yeah. yeah yeah anyway so like to break that down even further king boy uh it gets dark and he has to bring back sun so he die and it be. And that's that's kind of what happens in Final Fantasy XV, yep. I think. I'm sure there are 10 million things I've missed, but I think that's yeah, like that's as the main general yeah. <laughs> as general a gist I can I can give you. Yeah. Yes. I think you touched on something earlier that's quite important about this game. And it's like it doesn't always hit the the kind of plot beats exactly as you might like or might expect but it definitely hits the emotional beats yeah. quite well and i think especially with Noct's father and i think it's a really ir- like interesting not interesting it's a very common relationship with fathers where <laughs> they're absent a lot of the time yep. um because of work that's why no- <laughs> that's why noctis's dad is absent really and he still has this bond with him and there are lots of I don't know, I think, especially when you actually know all of the lore and kind of have watched every trailer and played the little, there was a little demo version of this game with Child Noctis when he was in a coma. And there are so many things and they really give you that, the full extent of Nox's relationship with his father. But even not having all of that, like you relate to that, don't you? You just want your dad to be proud. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And it's... You know, and you, your dad just wants you to be alive, really. <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah, it's really, I think that is one of the things where even though you don't get a lot of screen time, really, with Noct's dad, it's, well, I he's know. Well, he's this very important absent character. He's yeah. very present in his absence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's even more so when you, like, watch the, watch the anime and see mm. that Noct is really hurting now that he knows he's gone. Um, Just everything hurts Noct in this. Yeah. He's in a lot of pain in various ways. Yeah, and I think his 
friends are kind of aware vaguely that he's in a lot of pain, maybe not the extent of the pain, mm. but they don't no one really knows how to how to help. Yeah. And everyone's kind of caring in their own way, prompting. I was about to yeah. say they all have their own thing, their yeah. own sort of way of approaching it. Yeah. And like Ignis is very cooks for him. Yeah, like very motherly. Yeah. And yeah, and just devotes really devotes yep. his entire self to him and prompto is always kind of looking on the bright side of things mm. and being fun and making sure noct has fun and yeah gladio is trying to make him strong you know yep. <laughs> and it's yeah, yeah. and i mean so we'll we'll touch on this more next yes week, but i think yes. it's very um it's very important to see that that their his friendship with each of his three friends is like it's a different kind of masculine relationship with each one. Definitely. A different kind of what could even be a, a father-son relationship with each one. You mm. know, you've got the caring one, you've got the goofy one, you've got the strong one. Yeah. Um, and that and that's it. I think the, the core, the heart of this whole game is that relationship between men. Yes. And the forms that that can take and yes. the ways that that can be positive or not positive. And that's why I think, for me, the, like, it's kind of, it's not, I guess it's kind of a wedding scene at the end with Luna Freya and Noctis. Um, you don't really get that much romance between them. Like I got the no. sense that they were childhood friends. They've patched a lot of things into the game, like other cutscenes, but I didn't really. You just don't see. No. Well, I mean, they're yeah. they're child they're, they're childhood friends, yeah. but they're in an arranged marriage. Yes. They're not marrying because they particularly have fallen in love. Yeah. And then they. I think the game added added a cutscene at one point where Luna says she's in love with him and I'm, him and I'm kind of like I don't are you though yeah I don't think you've seen him since he was like eight <laughs> like yeah. you know it's just really I don't know I feel like that relationship isn't developed enough for me yeah. and where and we can talk about I guess next week uh Luna Freya and how she's far more interesting when she's this actual zealot character yeah. like she's she is driven and it's not because of politics, but it's because she knows she has a God-given destiny and mm -hmm. she's like going to... A, a literal God-given yes, destiny. and yeah. she's like, her main focus is seeing that fulfilled and I, I don't... Yeah, so it's mm. uh, that fell flat for me, like I would have liked. And, oh, that's why I think the closing scene is actually... The, there's this little campfire scene of Noctis and the boys before they... This is a scene somewhere, somewhere in the vast end that is this game, but before they you know, head into the castle, and he says, "You guys are the best," and it's mm. just, it's still not like a kind of the super dramatic, you know, thing because again, Noctis has a failure to say the right words constantly, yeah. but it's, it's he did it's it. It's touching. You it's know, important. he like yeah. he got there. He said what he needed to say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I mean. We'll definitely be talking about all, all, well, all of the characters next yes. week. That's what we're doing. Yes. Uh, so we'll wrap up our story episode there, I think. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the um, story of the DLCs in a couple of weeks' time, I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming back on the show, Shastra. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. And I'm pretty sure we'll have you back next week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Thank you, as always, to Zane C. Weber at That's Not Canon Productions. If you want to find out more about Cutscene Saga, keep up to date with what we're doing. You can follow us um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cutscene Saga, or you can email us cutscenesaga at gmail.com. Thanks. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 